where are we at now? What year are we in? 2022. Don't date this show. It's timeless. Sorry. Okay. It's a classic. It's like, it's like Seinfeld. But yeah, the year the Euro was actually launched. Claire, Seinfeld is very problematic these days. I know, but I still enjoy it. Oh yeah, me too. Lego, just uh, great for an audio medium. Me pointing yes, at Seinfeld totally. Lego. Very expensive. Very intentionally set ourselves out to be like a, a podcast equivalent of Always Sunny. And <laughs> deviation from that. Even though the more I listen to the podcast, the more I realise that I am Glenn Houghton. You are a creepy rapist. <laughs> I am creepy. <laughs> I am also currently reading Neil Strauss's The Game. So I can't, oh, Jesus Christ. I can't claim that I'm not going to, by the end of that book, I'm not going to be at least trying to pick up women using neurolinguistic programming. Oh my God. <laughs> That's what the podcast is going to be. It's going to be, like, oh no, this is not okay. Right, moving swiftly on. Um, what I will say is I don't think I can put gluten in Room 101 as a thing <laughs> because it brings so many other people joy. John is um, a, a vegan because he's weird and unhinged. The two aren't related. I was weird and unhinged before I stopped eating fine. dairy products. John is a vegan and he's weird and unhinged. However, I feel that putting gluten in there would deprive him of things like bread, which is possibly the only joy he has in his life. I, I try to avoid uh, carbs. He's married with two children. Fine. Nothing like other than, than an interesting lettuce, he's fucked. Uh, let's face it. So no, I can't do that. Uh, also, well, if if I've got a quick, a quick couple of minutes, then um, we don't. The gays and black people. <laughs> Obviously not. Don't keep that in. It does go in the Christmas special, Gagri. Ain't been fucking bad, not me. It was a film. Reservoir Dogs. A good film. Yeah. Uh-huh. Doesn't have any dogs or a reservoir. Didn't like no. it. But much much death. I don't know why I'm angry against old people, but they're usually pricks. Gareth's particularly rage-filled this evening. David Attenborough. It's because I watched Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen at fucking 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning when I should have been having a lovely cuppa. They're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, you could Mary multitask, Kate and you know. Olsen. Do you know that uh, that there are other siblings? There, that one of their other sisters is uh, Gary Olsen from Two Point Four Children. Dead now, breaks your heart. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> pedo, 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 pedo. Gagriel. Yeah, don't keep that in. It's not proven yet that he's a massive pedo. Incidentally, I've drawn the third Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. I was just doodling. I, it was like automatic drawing. Anyway. It's beautiful. There could be some like noise in the background there. And if we choose to keep this in, I've been handed a note by one of my children. And uh, mm-hmm. first show we ever did, uh, like my phone flashed up to say that protesters had like stormed the US Capitol and there was, <laughs> there was a coup underway in America. I've been handed a note to say, Ashlyn B is in the New Year episode of Doctor Who. That's what my children have thought has to be brought nice. in mid podcast. Well, I like her a lot. Breaking news. We have 15 minutes to do a crime. <laughs> we have 15 minutes to do an actual crime. Yeah, yeah that's the Christmas It's like Mary It's like Taskmaster. You have 15 minutes from when. Go do a murder! John starts saying a prayer in the voice of David Bowie. <laughs> commit a crime and get back for us doing 
another show in the middle of this one. This jam, Tamagotchi and 101 Dalmatians. I would have smashed that one for them. Other you than other than 101 Dalmatians is a challenge, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it was the episode about the ginger man who was attacked that lesbian on the TV. <laughs> Nicholas Witchell, yeah. Obviously, my, my taste in comic books are a lot more basic, which I remember because I, I was really into Roy of the Rovers and like Wizard and Chips and also like Tiger and Eagle. That was my yeah. comic book as a child. But I've got like I've got my some of my old Tintins in the loft. I've got some down for Adam because he's really into. Fortunately, none of the particularly culturally intensive ones. I think there's one where like Tintin pretends to be Southeast Asian by putting oh, hat on. Many of them. But yeah. It's not. It's not any of the particularly dodgy ones. But like there's there's few things in there. Looking through them are pretty scary stuff. Like the, everyone used the, um, the 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 poison juice of Maharaj. Oh yeah, and turns yeah. you into a child again. Like anyone who's trying to tell Tintin something, someone gets him with a blow dart in the neck, and within like thirty seconds, the Tintin's like, "I'm really sorry, but your life's over. Can you quickly tell me the information before you lose your mind?" And they go, <laughs> <laughs> "That's some scary stuff." <laughs> Tintin is very much one of my wife's um, passions, rather than one of mine. I do I do appreciate it, but uh, I can't say it quite grips me as much as as other things. Cigars and Pharaohs is her favourite. But, uh, that's a good one. That's got all the people that, who are like as mummies as well, isn't it? Like they're, um, I don't know, they're probably just yeah. drugged, aren't they? But they're put in sarcophagi wrapped mm. up like mummies. So yeah. That's a very visually diverting image for Tintin to leave you with. <laughs> <laughs> but I was basic. We could do a hard episode <laughs> on, on Roy of the Rovers and that madness. I love that stuff. So, nice 86, the entire team dies in a terrorist attack. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Volume three, I'm researching that at the moment. That's going to be in volume three. Eagle, Doom Lord, Tower King, all that stuff's going to be in volume three. But Jesus Christ, the um, the, the Melchester Massacre. Yeah. Like, that was fucking horrible. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, genuinely. I managed to download the scans, and I was horrified. Yeah. All these bodies getting pulled out the road. Yes, it's, it's scary stuff. Like, it's the same yeah. thing. Like, it's... We don't need to go too big into Roy the Rovers. Like some significant characters, like yeah. Charlie Carter, who is Melchester Rovers goalkeeper for about 30 years, <laughs> somehow <laughs> dies in a terrorist attack in 1986. That's canon. That's it. I mean, I can't imagine what that must have been like. I didn't read it at the time. Yeah. Uh, that must have been for a kid. Horrible. Oh, oh, is that? Where they, they cashed in on Dallas. Who shot JR? A mystery assailant bursts into the um, yep. his office and shoots him in the chest. And they have to get Alf Ramsey and Spandau Ballet yes. to help the team. <laughs> actually, the Spandau Ballet thing is happening parallel to this. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. What? Do you know what Gareth or Claire? Yeah, so it, like I think it's it's in the eighties. It's it's the early eighties because it's before yeah. the terrorist attack that kills half the team. Is um, they they basically rip off who shot Jr. And, and we someone shoots Roy of the Rovers. Um, and the only thing the only person who can stand in while Roy is in a coma is England World Cup winning manager Alf Ramsey has to come out of retirement. And so cartoon Alf Ramsey enters the story. But it's around the same time that like Alf Ramsey realizes that two of Spandau Ballet are really good footballers, and they are also part of the Melchester Rovers team in this era. I thought, <laughs> I thought that like that Billy the Fish was a piss take, but no. it sounds 
Roy of the Rovers. It's so yeah. accurate. And that's why I love this so much. It's like, it's not, yeah. you know, it's the, the, parody, the parodies, those parodies are so accurate and spot on. It's Because so they've got Shaken Stevens in to Fulchester in Billy the <laughs> And I, I only found out years later that it's based on the Spandau Ballet story. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, gee. Fantastic. Yeah. You keep referencing um, Neil Strauss, the writer of the game. <laughs> yes. and, and, and I know that you're reading it sort of vaguely ironically. However, I know a lot of people that read Dawkins and then fell down a very scary atheist rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. And I worry that this time next week, you'll be talking about Jordan Peterson with some authority. <laughs> no, but I'm going to try and use neurolinguistic programming on my colleagues in the office tomorrow. <laughs> well, let me know how that works out for you. Not necessarily to trick them into having sex with me. Um, Sixth Sense was released in this year, along with being John Malkovich and Fight Club, which is obviously the best film ever, in my opinion. <clears throat> It's it's quite interesting that you um, call the best film ever, in your opinion, a film that a lot of weirdo incels identify with. I mean, yeah. Probably. Or do you just do you just like Meatloaf's tits? So, so Meatloaf, he's a, plays a beautiful, a very good part in that in that he does, film. He does. But you know, like he's dead now. God rest his soul. He did, yeah. Ain't no doubt about it. No, he's he's yeah, he's he's gone. Just everybody, just if you're listening now, kill yourself. Go on. <laughs> it's the best way, isn't it? Just get out of there. Get, get run a run a nice bath. Get yeah. a get a sharp razor blade out. Get in that bath. Have a nice sit down. Put some bubbles in. Put some bubbles in. And then have a nice slide down. Have a nice sleep. That's five minutes John has to edit out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it made you laugh, Clara. That's the, main like, like the entire Bill Hicks Tannic Panic routine now. <laughs> what if we kill the audience? <laughs> <laughs> you can't fingerprint a sparrow. He could have ejaculated onto their tips, to be fair. I'm just going really down now. We 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 are we are sunk. So I'm just going with it. Cut that! Cut that! Cut that! Could have done. I don't know, Gary. Like if if that was actually like, the worst thing anyone's ever said, or like a, a valid point. <laughs> oh, I've said worst thing. I am eating a Viennetta because the queue at the drive-in was really really long. But I, I thought I would get a McFlurry, but apparently can't do that this evening. So Viennetta it is. Oh, so you weren't going for actual food. You were just going for ice cream. I wanted large fries, but I can't be asked to cook anything. So, so you're just having a Viennetta? I'm just having a Viennetta for me day. If you don't let your pigs play football, Tesco won't buy them. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got your dick wet recently, Claire? Me? I... I... <laughs> I have no comments. <laughs> and edit. You only deal with television on the podcast. 
it's mainly like we're television comes up a lot but it's you know just i think mad just bizarre incidents that but mainly television though is probably like the main okay. conduit for them like remember when that was on telly that was mad yeah okay. any any random sitcoms um yeah. that most people have forgotten i am uh, sort of yeah i will insert uh goodbye mrs noah or oh, you man. know that was uh, a weird one yeah <laughs> Men, men of the world that happened in the 90s, but a lot of people tend not to remember, even though it had um, David Threlfall and uh, what uh, thingy Sim in it. Um, John Sim, yeah. John Sim. And yeah, just so anything like that is. is remember is Nightingales? Right. Remember Nightingales from the late 80s? I do. I, I've got a vague memory of Nightingales. Yeah, it was definitely not one that was properly on my radar, but I do remember it existing. Yeah. I. A couple of Weird. famous people, but it's bizarre. About three night watchmen, yeah, who bored all the time, kind of just drifting off into these flights of fancy. Strange show that was. Do you remember? Because my, my, my touchstone for this one is Mulberry. <laughs> no, it's so basically throughout the eighties. In different strokes, Carl Howman plays a uh, a cheeky chappy decorator. Yeah, in Mulberry, he plays a cheeky chappy grim reaper. What? Yeah, he oh, is. It's incredibly what? high concept. He is the son of um, death and spring, and so his job is to be like the, the the new Grim Reaper when his dad retires. But he's not very good at it. So his first first person he has to take out to to death to kill basically. But first person he has to take to over the bridge into the, the next life is played by Jodie McEwen. Gareth, I um, think so. Yeah, he can't do it because he really likes her. And so, like, the, the two series they have is being basically him procrastinating about ending this woman's life while his dad, Death, berates him and his mum, Spring, tries to buy him a little bit more time to hang out with this woman on Earth. Sounds amazing. I've never heard of that. I can put that down. The concept is better than the execution, right. I will say. <laughs> but it's, it's a curio. It's a curio. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that's I, the thing. I don't. I think it's slowly coming back now. That kind of weird high concept sitcom yeah. that yeah. used to get. Re and there was a lot of it in the nineties. Those they try anything and cows. The ideas are sitcom, mm. which you just think, how did that get commissioned? Oh, it was basically that as well. So it did have Julia Davis in it as well. Um, think as so. They were all. I mean, obviously they were all in cow cows, costume. But, yeah. Bloody hell, I'd forgotten about that. Jesus. Yeah, it was just kind of, they just went, yeah, go away and make it yeah. bizarre as fuck. Wild West. After you watched Sean's show, which I remember being the first thing I ever watched, was like committed to breaking the fourth wall. I remember Crystal, Crystal Palace players turning up a lot in Sean, <laughs> Sean Hughes' house as part of just a random, here the breaking the fourth wall, here's the actual Crystal Palace. <laughs> I will. I will say one of the best things. And I, we need to go now because Clara's clearly. Um, oh needs well, to no! Go. I just. I think but, I can leave and leave you guys chatting because I've made John the host. Yeah. To be fair, as well, I'm going to have to go because I'll eat more. I'm sorry. I know you I'll hold on. I'll let you get this in just in case. Today. But anyway, no. I just wanted to say another great sort of soothing thing for me is that somebody else remembers Murren Butch Stanzinger because oh, I thought yeah. I was the only one. <laughs> Never let me. That was the dirtiest, grimiest, greyest cartoon. What again? What? Exactly. Yeah. 
was it was like one bloke that wrote it, directed it, voiced it, and pretty much animated it. Yeah. And, and it's then just like this, this monotone guy who is like a, a very good sort of Brian Cantesque narrator, but to think that he was the brains behind it as well is bizarre because it was just so bleak. Trying to track down information. It was basically about a thumb with legs and arms that was, that was <laughs> always depressed. Couldn't <laughs> think of a reason why he should get out of bed and just kind of think about existential despair. Uh, it seemed to be like 2.30 in the afternoon on Channel 4. Was... I, rem- I always remember it at like late, maybe it was later on because it was presumably the early 90s, late 90s, I was watching it. But it was always on after like vids and bits and those sort of shows. Yeah. Um, and the one, uh, the Divine David, the, um, the sort of drag queen that used to do bizarre shows. Yeah. It was always on at like four, four later you, between the normal, sh- b- between like the word and the porn or whatever it would be. I thought um, it was the first one in the 80s. It was on in the afternoon. It was like yeah. bright sunlight streaming through this bizarre existential horror <laughs> <laughs> underneath a, a dirty kitchen sink. Yeah. The cousin who would come around who he hated and the, the yeah. little doll from next door that he fancied that would it was so yeah utter, <laughs> utter but thank you for at least validating my, my memory. Pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> the worst thing that I think I said to you guys about our wedding was that um we had a lot of quite religious members of my family, right? Like Catholic members of my family, not like mental book members. No, I'm not. Oh, my mum's parents and family and brothers this is a catholic um my dad's side of like vaguely protestant not really but they came and and we said for the um for the wedding dance we we wanted it at one point to be you and me but mostly me if you know book of mormon but um we that we just gave the vague instruction to the dj that we liked book of mormon and so that had the issue of them putting on hasadiga Ibawai while everybody was pre-dinner and the and fucking god the asmara and gunter coming out the speakers and me having to go and go could somebody sell this out please nobody did nobody thankfully obviously noticed or if they did they didn't say anything but I was just like fuck's sake and when I said to my mate I said to my mate it's because it says fuck you god in the ass mouth and cunt one of my mum's sisters turned around and looked at me and I was like <laughs> and then just ran away it was the most awkward fucking thing I remember that too uh yeah, oh, I, the only thing I remember about writing for you is how you kept going, put some Smiths on, put some Smiths on. Then you two fucked off and I put some Smiths on. <laughs> and then stood dancing solo <laughs> as Morrissey. Sorry? I'd, been, I'd love to be there just to be the one going, does it mean no worries for the rest of your day? <laughs> Kind of. Oh, you know, you were definitely there during the Hasidic Eve wipe, but I think it's because it's so low, a lot of people just like didn't register it. Oh, well, they're playing some world music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was terrible. I think it might be, might have 
<laughs> shouted quite loudly to a family table, cunt! But there we go. I don't know if we'll keep it in, but uh, I, I, was, <laughs> I was like talking about when I was on Pointless. Were you um, on Pointless in 1996? I wasn't on Pointless. I was on Pointless in 2012. But backstage, right, uh, obviously you're together a long time. You sort of have to like meet at 10 in the morning and like you don't go and film until six. Uh, so you're in a long time talking to the other contestants in the green room. So you just have a, a sort of little conversations. And so we were talking with a couple we were on with called, uh, first of all, Rob and Callum. Rob and Callum, it's quite funny to watch if you see our episodes because they, uh, it's Rob gets two like red 100 answers in successive days and blows them out in the first round on two occasions. And like we had to console him both backstage and in Nando's in Ealing. <laughs> that night following the emotional devastation wrought on his first 100 we didn't know we won that he came back the next day and did the same thing again but um we were like oh what are you really hoping that was coming up and he's like i'm really hoping and we were like oh great uh, so what would you what would you pick for pokemon and then, then they sort of like him and callum had a little huddle and went we're not prepared to answer that <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Pokemon didn't come up. I forget the guy's name, but he was also shit on our show and the next one. Um, but he was like, I really hope that the Spice Girl singles come up. And I went, all right, what would you, what would you go for if it was Spice Girl singles? And he went, hmm, say you'll be there. Now, that's a terrible pointless answer, isn't it? Uh-huh. I'm going with Holler or Let Love Lead the Way, I said to him. And he just looked confused. Like, that was number one for a long time, mate. That's, that's not a good answer. No. I'd have gone with um, Obrak, the uh, one of the uh, Ekans, uh, uh, what's it called? Ignore this. Sorry, it's one of me starting something and failing miserably. Yeah. I feel what like was... maybe you shouldn't do a podcast because you just have too much editing to do. 